We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How you doing? It's Wednesday. That means mailbag day. Salty. As throwing up an over-under and coming straight at Vince before we even got started about whether we'd start before 6.05. Here we are. I think we actually made it when it still said 6 o'clock before it was actually 6.01. So take that, people. Telling you. You you said it when we started. It was shock the world time. That's right. did it. Shocking the world on a Wednesday. Shock the world, baby. Shock the world. All kinds of stuff floating around out there today. You know, and in, in, in where we are right now, that um that Canadian the wildfire wildfire. Wildfire, wildfire smoke actually finally made its way down this way. And I could I don't know about you, I could taste it on my lips earlier. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice it from a respiratory oral sense um i'm obviously you could see it visually in the air so mm-hmm. here's a funny story for you or maybe it's not funny depending on how you look at it so you know my son plays for the soccer and the football team in the fall and of course they have their summer workouts and all of these different things and soccer's five times a week and football's three times a week and yesterday soccer cancels because of the air quality course football pushes ahead no problem so he goes to football practice last night instead of soccer then tonight there's supposed to be soccer pushed to today from yesterday yeah they cancel again so my son's at football practice again you're gonna say i was sensing a trend there uh-huh so football definitely has not canceled uh either day but soccer has canceled and been lauded for canceling by the way from some of the parentals that are out there. What does he even do as a kicker? Like, what does he do at summer workouts? Does he lift and stuff like that? You know, when he's with the football team. Yeah. So they go, they're there for three hours from five to six. They lift. So he lifts with them. I asked him the difference and he said that, you know, more, more weight lifting, like heavy weights. And then soccer is more like reps. So he lifted this morning with soccer tonight with football. Then from six to eight, Helmets and shoulder pads, and uh, they do two special teams a day. So he participates in both of those, whatever they are. And then the rest of the time, he's off to the side, just kind of doing his own thing with the little kicker group, just like a college. On uh, Honestly, you know how the, all the kick, the specialists go off to the side and they kind of do their own thing? Right. That. That's what he does. It's pretty boring, actually. Okay. That's what I was wondering, if he literally yeah. just kind of sat around and played hacky sack all day or you know essentially i mean whatever they do these days they do their special team for about 20 minutes of the two-hour practice so (laughs) it's really just all about putting your face time in i guess yeah so like like literally he might be you know on his on his facetime well it's mailbag day we got a lot of juicy questions lined up and ready to go already so we will jump right into them and of course bring more questions as we go let's just start with brian you know Oh, our buddy. How how does Notre Dame prepare for a more passing-oriented version of the triple option that Navy's new coach is known for? Are we going to be st- – oh, no, he's not asking if we are. He said, we're going to be stunned in Ireland. 
sad to say. I just oh want to say, Brian, you need a Dude. hug. Like, do you have someone Seriously. to hug you? Like, can someone, can someone just, and I don't, I don't know. You want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Um, because here, look, here, here's the deal. The first part of this is a 100% a legit question. Totally I was legit like, okay, Brian's coming at this thing. I love it. Yeah. This is great. Yep. I had the Navy rider on a month or so yep. back and wrote a little thing up at Irish Breakdown about how they, you know, they do have a new head coach, new offensive coordinator. Yep. They are adding passing wrinkles to their option. Correct. You know, they're bringing in, they're adding some tight ends. You know, yep. what the tight ends look like this year, as we found out, they're probably going to be converted linebackers, but sure. still there, there will be tight end in the offense. So it right. will be a little bit yeah. different. looking. So it's the same thing that you do anytime the new coach is taking over. Now, obviously the head coach has nothing to do with what the offense is going to look like. He's, he was the defensive coordinator last year. So, you know, from a scouting standpoint, you can obviously scout for his defense and what they were doing. Uh, they were more aggressive defense with him as the defensive coordinator than they have been in the past. As far as, you know, they, they kind of sat back and allowed things to happen to them in the past. And this this defensive coordinator is a little bit more, you know, attacking style, dictating, you know, what's going to happen. So from an offensive standpoint, I believe the offensive coordinator came from Youngstown State. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound right? I think that's accurate. Either way, you watch the film of wherever he came from, and that is how you prepare right. for this game. You and then you have to be you have to use some intelligence to, you know, okay, well, how does that mesh with what they were doing to what they have now at Navy, what they've been doing, and what does that look like? There's going to be some question marks, obviously, going into the game, but you prepare the best that you can. And you're probably going to be just fine. I mean, there there is obviously a substantial difference between Notre Dame and Navy from, from a player standpoint and all of those things. And you've got the second year of Al Golden going up against the option offense. It's year three for Marcus Freeman. They're going to be fine. Kennesaw State, by the way. Kennesaw I knew, State. I knew it was I, a state. I knew it, I knew it started with a K, but I couldn't remember. Okay, you know, fair enough. He was you know, part of the story. Grant Chestnut is his name, by the way. Yeah. And I mean, you know, look, it's not like they're, they're going to come out and they're going to spread it out and, you know, and they're going to have the athletes, by the way, you know, to, to all of a sudden dominate Notre Dame. It's going to be a lot of the same thing. You know, like you said, you look at what Grant Chestnut was doing. You also probably right. look a little bit at what Air Force has done, you know, because again, Air Force has had the tight ends in the offense in the past, you know, so there's, right. there's some a little more spread. Know, too wrapped you know, up in it, but just to give yeah. you an idea, yeah, of like of of what they done. You know, again, this is like crossing patterns and some slants and you know things like that. And obviously, you know, you fake the dive to the fullback. There's there's the the chance that they could throw a pass downfield. I'm not saying that it's you know the reason they're doing it is to add another element to the offense. So there is going to be another element. I don't think that Navy is just going to come out and all of a sudden be slinging it all over the place right. and dominate Notre Dame because now, you know, they're, they're throwing the ball a little bit more because there's also right. the, the, you know, the, the part of they have to start recruiting a different kind of quarterback and they are recruiting a different kind of quarterback. But again, just like with the tight ends, that's not necessarily in place. I know, you know, they do have a younger quarterback who's completely inexperienced, mm -hmm. who's a better passer than either of the guys they had last year. And he got the bulk of the reps in the spring, you know, so, but, but again, that's you're fine. talking about a completely inexperienced right. quarterback. So there's a, as we saw last year, there's a lot that goes with that as well. And last time I checked, Notre Dame has pretty good corners uh, as well. So right. I, is it going to be different? It's going to be slightly different. Yep. No doubt about it. And you've got to be ready. You can't just key on the run, obviously, but run still comes first. You still have to stop the run so you know <laughs> crying says we got dominated by them last year and still won the game so you know at the end of the day what and is your criteria for this game winning number one and i believe the last time that they were in ireland they completely dominated navy so you know and they got the dominated in domination the, for a half you know it was the second half was ugly Navy yeah. dominated the second half. And it was on both sides of the ball. It wasn't just offense. You know, there were 
-hmm. There were things that needed to be worked out. But I, I still think that Al Golden, a year of experience, you know, a lot, you know, he gained a lot of experience coming back to the NFL. It's not like Al yeah. Golden saw the triple option in those what six or eight years he was in the NFL, you know. So sure. he it was a learning experience for him as well. And now we'll find out if he can kind of put that into practical use seeing Navy for the second time. I think, you know, he's a very smart guy. I think he'll be able to figure some things out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have a hard time saying one team dominated another team and still lost the game. This isn't soccer. Like soccer, that happens all the time. Right, football's a little different. You you don't get dominated, and I mean, then that team that gets dominated wins the game. That just doesn't the bigger, happen. The bigger concern for me is all the three and outs the offense had in the second half. Absolutely, absolutely. And do we really think with the offense, the Notre Dame had, offense? Yeah, right. Oh, well, I know exactly what you're saying. Just do we really think the offense that Notre Dame is taking into this game is going to be three and out crazy in the second half? No. I'm sorry. And if it is, then we're going we, we're going back to the drawing board with everything that we thought that this team was going to be about this season. Mm-hmm. I'd be real honest with you. Like that would be very disturbing. The post-game show after that <laughs> kind of a scenario, they may as well have lost. They may as well have lost. Right. Good question from Sean Stewart. Visiting Notre Dame as a fan for a game. Is it a week-long experience or a weekend thing? <laughs> well, I guess it depends on who you are. I would say it's a weekend thing, and I would say that weekend starts on Friday. Um, if you can be there all day Friday and then obviously all day Saturday, uh, and if you're Catholic, you go to the you know go to Mass on Sunday, you know, that kind of a thing. I would say it's a weekend thing. During the week is not really – you know, there's really it's nothing amazing. going on Monday it, I was through Thursday. Say, it's amazing how little does go yeah. on during the week. Really, it's just it's a normal until, work week. You know, Friday is when things start buzzing because then you do, especially if it's a big game, but, you know, in any game, you're going to start to see more traffic on campus and yes. people milling around and the bars start to fill up, the restaurants start to fill up and all that different kind of stuff. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, yeah. you get the pep so rally on Friday. And, yeah, you, you, know, you get there You get there late Friday afternoon. You're fine. Yeah. And then yep. do your thing all day on campus, tailgating, you know, walking around on campus, whatever you want. That's you get you'll you'll experience the whole thing. You know, just make yes. sure you go down, you know, to like the grotto and, you know, and again, walk through campus and mm-hmm. go over to the Knights of Columbus, get yourself a steak sandwich and right. those kind of things. Well, know, a lot so. of the touristy things, you know, that you want to walk to and be at, it, it, there's going to be less people on campus on Friday than there is on Saturday. And so that's it's a good time to get some of those things out of the way, but you definitely want to walk through campus on Saturday and just kind of soak it all up and and do the whole thing and smell all the smells and hear all the sounds and, you know, see the band play on the steps and, you know, right. all of those different things. I mean, those yeah, are I mean, all 
things. Like the biggest, the biggest thing you're going to experience if it's during the week is probably around what, like seven o'clock, maybe a little after seven o'clock, you'll hear the band practicing in the parking right. lot. And yeah. That kind of stuff. You know, like well, they're not in the parking lot anymore. Well, they go not. to the, they go to uh, on the north side of campus. The, the oh, do uh, they go up by the stepping center up there. Yeah, all of the, the fields. Uh, turf fields up there. That was actually yeah. donated by band people, so it was meant okay. for the band. Believe it or not. Okay. So, well, you know, yeah. it's been a while because I've been either doing a live radio show or doing this show. So right. I haven't been over there for those media availabilities in the nighttime like I used to. <laughs> right. But, yeah. But you will experience that. You know, like that. That that's yeah. the closest thing to game week experience is hearing the band practice. You know? Yes. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Salty, what's your choice for breakout player from the 2023? That's the incoming freshman class for offense and defense. One each side. FYI, Brian made a great choice and he's correct. So I don't know what Brian's choice is. Well, uh, I've got a okay. feeling offensively what it probably yes, is. Yes, that's I'm sure that's what he was referring to. Uh-huh. Um, which I mean, that would be by far the most obvious because I think he's probably going to get the most playing time and have the biggest opportunity to make a biggest splash. So yeah, I I'll take great house on offense as well, because I'll go that way is, yeah. If you pick anybody on, else, you know, the only other one, maybe one of the other receivers, maybe a running back, but I was like, gonna say, like Jeremiah love, right. But there's so much there in front of him. Like what right. kind of dent is he going to make, especially early on, you know? So, and yeah, Exactly. Not defense is even harder because I don't know that there's a clear path to any of the defenders. I know on the field. It's a lot. And, you know, look, who saw a year ago at this time, Benjamin Morrison was just kind of starting to make a name for himself during summer workouts. <laughs> you know, absolutely. No, nobody we, saw it, that it kind like of whispers coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I whispers. Would just go, like I would go maybe with Jaden Osbury would, would okay. be, you know, and I'm, I'm really just kind of taking a stab at it because you know we're we're going to talk about Marcus Freeman and wanting to get younger players on the field more in rapid fire, but there there's a young player with some talent, obviously. So I'll just it's really just kind of throwing a dart at the board, I think, with the defense, just because we don't have a whole lot to go on. Right? Yeah, now. I mean, you know, Osbury made a couple plays in the spring game and had a good spring. So yeah, I mean, Jaden Osbury is obviously a great. A great one to pick. I mean, do you go with one of the safeties, Minich, Schuler? Do they have a chance to to jump over somebody mm-hmm. in the depth chart? Is that possible? Maybe. I know Christian Gray has kind of been a sexy choice for some people. Maybe he can, but that's a pretty loaded depth chart at corner too. So, I, just to be different, I'll say I'll say Christian Gray. Okay, just to be just to be different. I like um, that one too. That's a good yeah, one. Just to be different. Yeah. Maybe chance in the secondary. Tommy Guns, pre-camp expectations for the transfer class not named Hartman. I'll ask again to see if they've changed it all in the last week or so leading up Ooh. to Navy Week. So he's gonna okay. he's gonna put a pin in this one. Gonna quiz us and ask it again. So I think the obvious one that everybody's gonna be looking at, right, is Thomas Harper. Uh, and Antonio Carter, right? Those are the two. Those would be the two at the top of my list. Yeah. Those are the two yeah, at the top, top right? Expectations, yeah. Coming in, the safety position, instant, you know, instant gratification, if you will, right? Uh, mm-hmm. With an opportunity to uh, to make a name for themselves right away. I think those are the two. I mean, Thomas Harper is pretty much going to be the nickel. Isn't that what we've we've talked about, right? Correct. Antonio Carter, Correct. what what the, where does he kind of fall? On the depth chart, I mean, my expect my expectation is that Thomas Harper is the starting nickel. Like, that's my expectation. Right. Um, Antonio Carter, I don't know that he's going to start. I think that he'll have an opportunity, right, if he's top four of the safeties. And I'm obviously combining the two spots, right? So that's two starters, two backups. If he's top four, he's going to play a lot. Um, and I would say that my expectation is that he's top four. I don't. I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility, right? Um, and I just, I just like the versatility both of those guys. I think can provide in the secondary because right. I think Carter could also play 
some nickel. Harper, you know, as you said, we expect to be the starting nickel. And I, I, I just think because you've got two really experienced guys who can play multiple positions, it's it's going to potentially allow them, uh, you know, like to do a lot of different things. You know, like yeah. facing Ohio State and USC and those kind of teams who you know are going to throw it a bit more. I, I think that um, they um, they – I think they give you a lot of upside in yes. those kind of games. Yep. And I also, you know, you asked about the transfer class, right? I think Spencer Schrader is going to end up being the starting kicker right, uh, for Notre Dame. And that's a pretty big impact uh, if you're the starting kicker at the University of Notre Dame. So I would say that he's probably going to start. And I don't know much about Brian Dowd. He's the, the punter uh, that came in, uh, I believe. No, Krim. Krim is the guy that came in, right? He's the, the punter that came in, Ben Krim. Um, I don't know much about him. You know what I mean? Like Bryce McPherson came in. He's going to be uh, a sophomore. It's his second year. And he got hurt. Remember last year, he was going to be like the kickoff specialist as a freshman, as a true freshman. He's got a big leg. Uh, but then they bring in a transfer punter. And it's like, oh, okay. Maybe you're not as high on Bryce McPherson as we thought. So like, I don't know what the punting situation is going to be like. So uh, I'm confident that Spencer Schrader is going to start at kicker and the two safeties, and I don't know what to expect from the punters. And I think that's well, everybody, right? Uh, well, Devin Ford, the running back from Penn State. Oh, yeah. Curious to see what he, you know, where he fits in. Because, you know, they 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 would have had four running backs yeah. after the Diggs transfer, but they, they get him, and so now they're back to five with Jeremiah Love included in there as well. There's just so much talent in that room. I, I'll be, you know, again, just curious to see sort of what situation – you know, he, he provides, you know, is he a change of pace type running back? Does he become, you know, one of the primary running backs? Because again, you've got Jadarian Price coming back in there. We've, who we've talked about it. Of course, you've got right. Roger Estime. So, you know, really highly regarded coming out of high school. Let's, let's see what they get. I, I, I just don't know what that role is right now, having not seen any of the, you know, of him during the spring. And then Javante John Baptiste is the other one. I can't remember if you mentioned him That's or right. not. Nope, I sure didn't. From Ohio I think State. he's going to give them a yeah. really good, strong presence yeah. on that, you know, kind of strong side defensive end. I, you know, I don't know what kind of sack totals he's going to put up just because again, another highly recruited guy, but didn't necessarily make a big dent in his time at Ohio state. But I think he's going to be a solid, you know, at the very least a solid producer for them, you know, set the edge, all those, different kind of things yep no i actually forgot about baptiste i mean he's going to be he's going to start right i mean he's going to be a starter he has to be a starter they need a pass rush off of out of that position and he's the most likely guy to give them that so i actually my expectations are pretty high for him if i'm being honest so when tommy guns asked this question again i really hope that i have good things to say about about john baptiste for sure I agree. I agree. Let me see. Throw this up there from Tyler. Thank you for the super chat. He nice. says, give me your top three college football head coaches that you can't stand Ooh. and why. We're going down the petty train. That's usually – I'm usually a conductor I mean, of that. Oh, we just putting BK at the yeah, top of the I list? Mean, I can't stand him right now. I mean, and towards the end of his tenure at Notre Dame, he was at the top of that list too, so – um, which I didn't really say out loud a whole lot because he was the coach of the team that I followed, obviously. But yeah, he's he's right up there, man. Um, Pat Narduzzi is probably up there. Thinking along the same lines, I can't yeah. stand him. I just, you know, the only sort of reasonable gripe that I've ever heard him made make is was the whole Jordan Addison deal with what happened last year. You know, with with Addison, talk about getting poached you know, from Pittsburgh to USC and, you know, right. you know, with like, there was contact made, obviously there's oh, all yeah. this talk going on and, you know, that's, but otherwise Narduzzi just always, and he, you know, oh. always complains about Notre Dame, you know, you, him and Dracovic are stuff and pretty nice match. They are. That's going to be something else this year. I know. I know. Oh man. That, that the Notre Dame week when they play or with the Pittsburgh week for Notre Dame, Notre Dame week for Pitt. That's going to be, we're, you know, how many soundbite you're going to, it's going to be a rapid fire explosion that week. You're going to have so much material. Can't wait. 
Let's see, who else would I put on that? Jimbo Fisher annoys the crap out of me if I'm you being honest. You read my mind on all three. We're totally yeah. in sync. Oh, I'm not yeah. a huge, you know, Nick Saban obviously gets results, but, I, you know, I'm not a fan yeah. of, like, some of this recent whining about, you know, it's like, look, you've got all these national championships. You had two losses. You know, don't don't tell me that you needed to be in the playoff. You're going to have your opportunity next year when, when the playoff field expands to 12. You're, you're going to, you know, like, if – if Alabama misses the playoff field once they expand to 12, I mean, stop the world, you know, yeah. like, oh, you don't yeah. need to complain, you know, just some of this little petty stuff that, you know, again, like that Nick Saban has started complaining, you know, and like last year it was the NIL stuff about, you know, oh, it's going to be so unfair to Alabama, all this, yeah. you know, it's like, right. And yet I think Alabama's rallied a little bit to figure yeah, out NIL. Yeah. I think they're doing okay. And Jim Harbaugh is right up there. I mean, he annoys yeah. me. He yeah. he he has kind of gone off the deep end. I I think I've said it before on this show or someplace. I used to like Jim Harbaugh a lot when he was the coach at Stanford, and we would have the opportunity to talk to the visiting head coach. We'd all just sit in the same room after a game. Mm-hmm. The visiting head coach would come in first, then the Notre Dame head coach. You'd get to talk to both. They haven't done that for a while. They have separate places. You got to kind of choose who you want to talk to. Notre Dame people. The visiting people, I don't really like that, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, I used to enjoy listening to him talk. I would look forward to seeing him come in and talk after games. And he's just, and even when he was with the 49ers, I was a fan. Ever since he got to Michigan, man, he's I don't, just, I don't like the hiding the depth oh, charts and the you know yeah. I'm trying to play coy, like ooh, I'm I'm cloak and dagger, hiding something from the media and all this different stuff and i'm you know i'm gonna talk to you but i'm not gonna answer your questions right. and all right. that kind of stuff it's oh, it's worn a little bit thin it, his his shtick has definitely worn thin for me for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was one that i was just looking at here where'd it go where'd it go where'd it go where'd oh it go? i will i i do want to okay. iris shytown says bk prime and jimbo I like Deion Sanders, but I have a feeling by the end of the year, probably not. Probably yeah. to no fault of his own, I'm going to be annoyed with him. Just because just a of lot of Deion overkill. It's yeah. going to be, yeah, it really is. I, it's <laughs> the first couple of weekends are going to be rough because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of prime out there, man, and the product on the field is not going to live up to it. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a couple different apparel questions. We'll go ahead and get them in here together salty okay. asks under armor versus nike who should notre dame pick for their next apparel deal what conditions must the partner meet and along with that marcel does the new ad and waiting have any say on the new apparel deal so obviously we are not privy to the negotiations so that's obvious so this is this is an opinion but the way i understand i understood how the succession program is going to work with the athletic director. It said July 1st, but then in an interview that I read with Jack Swarbrick and I believe with Tim Priester, he said, well, you know, he's going to probably come in the second week of July, you know, that kind of a thing. And we're hearing the apparel deal is going to be announced in July. So I think we can deduce that the hay is in the barn on that one. And the new AD isn't going to have anything to say about it because he wasn't here, you know, That's just the way it goes. These things get negotiated ahead of time. Just like the TV deal is going to be negotiated ahead of time, the apparel deal is going to be negotiated ahead of time. I I don't put that as a negative on Jack Swarbrick. It was time to negotiate that deal, so he did it. I mean, so no, I don't think he's going to have anything to do with it. Do you agree? Yeah. Uh, I would tend to agree. You know, he might get a little, you know, at least – he might be at least in on the conversations right yeah. now, how much actual influence he has over it. Yeah, I, I would agree because the, you know, this was a, a process that's been, as you said, it's been going on for a while in terms of right. Nike or Under Armour. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of stuff bouncing around out there. You know, what kind of things would, you know, would, would you want to be included? I've said before NIL and I saw somebody on the boards today, you know, say like, Every Notre Dame football player, you know, like whoever they do this next deal with, whether it's, you know, TV or, or, you know, the, the apparel provider that, you know, like they were like, I think it was specific to the apparel provider that like they were saying that each player, you know, each scholarship player on the football roster should get 
like a hundred grand per year, you know, as part of an NIL deal. And it's a lot. I mean, that that is a lot of money. From what I understand, every football player, you know, again, scholarship football player and the basketball players as well have some kind of NIL deal with Under Armour right now. Now I don't know okay. what the dollar amount is, but I, I think that it is it is a, you, you with where NIL is right now, you have to include something NIL related. And since you're doing a new deal, you probably do, you know, whatever they're getting right now, you probably ask for somewhere around. I'm sure that's part of they're it. getting right now since NIL wasn't part of this initial contract. So right. You definitely have to include some. And again, from what I understand, what I've been told, they already, you know, every football player and men's and women's basketball player has some kind of NIL, the ones who want it anyway, I guess. I put a little asterisk by that because I understand there's at least one basketball player who does not, but that hmm. is because of other things that they have going on. I'm right. Guessing. You know, because they have agents now and right. was advised not to, you know, by the agent, that kind of thing. But That's the ones fair. who want it already have it. And I think that you definitely have to include that. It definitely has to be part of the conversation. Um, you know, and what, what do you need? I would want, I want my people, you know, from an NIL standpoint, I suppose I want them in the catalog, you know, I want, um, uh, internship, you know, possibilities, and that could be something that's going on right now. Um, uh, but I would want that in there, I, you know, an opportunity for, for student athletes to intern at, at whatever place it is, you know, do I need to be the highest paid university under that moniker no i don't like that's not something that i need to have happen but if i make a phone call and i need something that needs to be answered like now you know what i mean like that that has to happen um and and notre dame would have to be a priority they don't have to be the priority but they need to be a priority and then and you know what you're notre dame you can ask for that and i think that that's legitimate you know and then you know from a money standpoint, it has to be competitive with the upper echelon teams in the in the school or excuse me, in the country. In the country. It has to it has to be competitive. I mean, not taking a hometown discount from Under Armour. I can tell you that right now. You need to be competitive with the other deals that are out there, uh, whether it's Nike or Adidas or whoever. You need to be competitive. We're not just because we've had I'm saying we as if I'm at Notre Dame, just just because we've been partners with you up to this point. That doesn't, you know, there's no hometown discount. Like, you need to be competitive with everybody else. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. There's all this talk that started floating around out there today that this Under Armour deal is imminent. And it's I, hilarious. Nothing, like, what, what's nothing the, concrete yeah, any of us have been able for this? to dig up yeah we need to do an experiment sometime and you and i just need to put something ridiculous out there and see if it catches <laughs> see if it comes back to us yeah see if it catches <laughs> some some traction out there you know mr 2.0 fill in the blank notre dame sticking with under armor would be the most notre dame thing since blank oh hmm. man <sighs> hmm. man that's a really good question, but I yeah, because I'm trying to like. Uh, it's the most Notre Dame thing since. I'll, I'll just I'll just say from from my perspective, since okay. building a press box and making the media stare into the sun all season. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's the most Notre Dame thing since canceling summer camps two years in a row after COVID, when no one else was canceling summer camps. Yes, obviously that's personal, but still. <laughs> Um, here's an interesting one. Josh, if you could coach one of the sports at Notre Dame, which sport would it be? I love this question. And, you know, from a money standpoint, it would be football. But from just a pure love of the game, I would want to be the baseball coach. I would. 
I agree. I remember back in college when I didn't know exactly what I was doing before Notre Dame got rid of wrestling. I thought maybe, you know, hey, I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll I'll start coaching in high school and maybe I could be like an assistant wrestling coach at Notre Dame. Be awesome. And then they got then they got rid of wrestling, you know. So, uh, but definitely would would be baseball. Yeah, sure. that's no doubt. It'd be baseball all the way for me. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Um, it was when Shrag, I think it was Shrag's first year here. They did when they did the blue gold fall game, they started doing like the celebrity base coaches and for the blue gold series. Did you do you, a game? You and I did it. We're, did we do the same game? <sighs> Maybe I did it once. I know I did, and it was I super awkward, it but it was so much fun. I know. And <laughs> I remember one of the one of the players, this is when the late Jeff Jeffers was still there, and he did like the, uh, I think we did do the same game, and then had like, to Jeffers had done the day before, and and one of the pitchers was like, "Man, uh, Styers, you look a lot better than Jeffers did in those baseball pants." <laughs> <laughs> Remember they had us put on like oh, yeah. baseball uniform and everything. It was so <laughs> awesome! I I really enjoyed that. Like that was a lot of fun. But like they come over to you know first base, and it's like I didn't really know what to do, you know, because I don't know these guys at all. Yeah, I know. It was, I don't know, but. And you're the first base coach. So it's like, right. there's not a lot to do as the first base coach hey, anyway. So, good job. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah, it was, that was pretty surreal. And then my, my son got to be the bat boy uh, at one, at a Notre Dame versus, I don't remember what they were, Silver Hawks, whatever they were at the time. Okay. Um, actually, I think they were the South Bend Cubs, but uh, that was awesome because it was on the Notre Dame side. And of course he was like eight. So right. I had to hang in the dugout with him the whole time. So, you got to fly. What do you got going on there? No, I've got. I was going to say. I was looking around. I've got all these different pictures on the wall. Oh, that game that you and you know the the game that we broadcast at Garen, what was then guaranteed rate yeah. Notre Dame Northern Illinois. Jesse was a bat boy oh. in that game, and I've got a picture of like was he really? How do I not remember that? Well, because he was down on the field and we were True. up in the press box. So good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he got to be the bat boy at that. Game, so that was kind of cool too. So. Anthony with the super chat. Thanks for the show. Thank you, Anthony. We always appreciate it. Let me see. I'm having a hard time with my my super chat clicker here. Mr. 2.0, over under 1,200 rushing yards for Audrey. He was – was he at 1,000 last year or just at 1,000 last year? Just under 1,000. Just under. The net anyway. He may have gone over like with the – Gotcha. You know, with, okay. you know, with his total, but with losses, he was just a, he was in the nine something. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be the bell cow back. Um, he was he was he was a guy that they waited to give him the ball to the second half a lot uh, in the season. And then he would just run people over, which was awesome. I'm interested to see how things go, but he's going to be the number one back. I think he's going to get more carries, but I don't I'm going to say under. Just because they've got a lot of talent in that backfield, and I think that they're going to spread the wealth out a little bit. And yeah. I also think that there's going to be some blowouts where he's not going to be playing in the fourth you quarter. Set him. You don't let him take the hits. Yeah. Nope. Nope. So I'm going to say under, but not because he wasn't productive. You know what I mean? Like, he's still going to be have a very productive season. I just don't know that he get the, gets to that number. Yeah, I think he's going to get a thousand, but I don't think he's going to yeah. get to twelve just because of that. Because again, there's just too much talent in that room, and they're going to use it all as much as possible. So, yeah, that's absolutely. my only reason. Exactly what you said. Shy Town, which Notre Dame assistants or coordinator do you see getting promoted next if Notre Dame has back-to-back playoff appearances? If they have back-to-back playoff, now appearances? when you say promoted. Are you talking about like like a a current position coach at Notre Dame might yeah. leave to become a coordinator mm-hmm. someplace else? Something I think that like that. and or in house. I mean, either one, because right. I think I think if that happens, Al Golden is out the door. He'll probably become a defensive coordinator in the NFL, which I would look at as a promotion. Right. Um, and then I think Mike Mickens would get promoted um, at some. He's he's destined to be a defensive coordinator. I think I think he gets promoted here pretty quick. I also think um, Dylan McCullough is probably on the the cusp of a coordinator's job mm-hmm. at some point. So 
you're going to see some turnover, especially if Notre Dame goes to back-to-back playoffs. I mean, you're going to see – I mean, see it's probably going to happen this year. You know, if they have, right. a good, if they have a really good year this year, you're, you're going to – because, I mean, just look at what happened this past season, and it was, a, you know, a, an above-average season. Not an right, average, but, season, but above average, but still. He said every the, single coach had an interview or yeah. at least got talked to by an NFL team or whatever, like – yeah. That's saying something after nine and four. Can you imagine if they go 11 and one or, you know, 11 and two, whatever the case may be like, yeah, there, there's going to be some turnover for sure. Yeah. Exactly. It's how Another it works, to, man. Yeah. I think the defense performs Al Golden is at the top of the list. And then Absolutely. the guys that you mentioned, whether it's Chancey Stuckey, Dylan McCullough, you know, O'Leary, there was some interest with him, you know, you know, one of, one of the questions would be if Al Golden gets it, like does Mike Mickens? Mike Mickens right now, the defensive coordinator. That's yeah. I would go that direction. I would too because he's going to get some, especially back-to-back seasons with Benjamin Morrison. Right, you've got Sauce Gardner as your pupil. Right, you've got you know, he at least went out and recruited him. You know that whole thing. Then you've got a chance for Cam Hart to get drafted. Right, so you're going to have quite the track record if you're Mike Mickens. He's going to get offers after this year. There's no doubt in my mind. What is Notre Dame going to do to keep them in house? Right. So I think the best thing, if you're just looking at Mike Mickens individually, right? You either make him a co-coordinator if Al Golden sticks around, or if Al Golden goes off to greener pastures someplace else, then you promote him to DC. I concur. Oh, oh, there we go. Super chat from AirPro K. Thank you very much. What's up, fellas? Do you guys think Notre Dame lands Lambert? I think it sounds pretty good based on everything that I hear from Brian and Ryan. Uh, unless something's changed over the last day or two, I feel pretty good about it. I don't. He doesn't have a commitment date, does he? I haven't. I, I haven't seen so. that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it. Honestly. Yeah. Again, you know. Vince and I are not the recruit Knicks, and so we rely predominantly on what we hear from Ryan and Brian, and things are sounding good. So, yeah, um, I'll, I'll take their word for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, yeah, absolutely. Shaitan wants to know if Dylan <laughs> kicks and punts. Both, all of the above. Yep. So when you're in high school, you got you got to do everything. So interestingly enough. Of the three things that you can do as a kicker in football, right? Punting, kicking, and kicking off, right? The thing he li- he likes the least is kicking off, which really wouldn't think, yeah, he doesn't like kicking off. Yeah, he says it's a different, you know, different way you approach the ball, obviously, different way you kick the ball. He's like, he doesn't like doing three different styles of kicking all in one game. Like, all right, wuss, like step up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like in high school. Yeah, it's it's usually like you said, you you do all of it. If you're a kicker, you know, hey, get the soccer guy because now he's going to do everything. Yep. No, absolutely. I I could see where where, you know, you're doing all three where it would kind of like your timing, especially could get thrown off and just the way you swing your leg and all. Yep. And it's and the biggest issue issue. I use that in quotes because it's my son. But he says the biggest issue is going straight from kicking an extra point to kicking off. Because those are two very different ways of kicking, and it's sure. like back back to back. So whatever. Still think he's a wuss. <laughs> Josh <laughs> wants to know who we think the safety starters are going to be. As of right now, it's Xavier Watts and Henderson. Uh, I think that's who I would. I you would take pick. him. Although, I, I, DJ I'll Brown probably is. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. The I'll only lock is Xavier Watts, in my opinion. I mean, he's a lock. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'll go with Carter, but again, you know, we haven't seen training camp right. about a month or so away from that. So we'll see what happens. I like it. We didn't agree. Kind of taking some. shots at, I mean, we haven't, you know, it. again, we haven't seen some of these guys, but they're bringing these transfers in for a reason. So, All right. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for the super chat, Tyler Evans. He says, let's say Notre Dame wins the national championship in 2025 or 26. What would change from the media standpoint and college football standpoint? So like the national, like what people nationally think of Notre Dame, I'm guessing is where he's going with this. If they win one national championship, 
it, it's going to be, oh, you, you, the, the talking heads that don't like Notre Dame. That's a one-off. There's no way they can sustain this. You know, it's, you know, an LSU situation or it's a, you know, whatever, right? It, they'll come up with a reason why one is enough, right? Or one is, is you know, why they only got one, right? That's what's going to happen. You're going to see some people be more on the Notre Dame bandwagon, obviously, if they win a national championship. But you're still going to get your detractors out there. They're going to say it's a one-off. There's no doubt about it. But I would not care, you know, if I'm a Notre Dame fan. I would not care what anyone says. Just won a national championship. I do think Marcus Freeman is already a bit of a media darling. You know, like he he is still well liked and well respected and well, you know, he's he's well talked about for for the most part. You haven't we, we you know, we haven't seen, you know, a lot of negative stuff come his way yet. There's still a lot of positive sheen on Marcus Freeman. And I oh, yeah. I think that you know, he he becomes, you know, oh, even gosh. I, I think the media embraces him even more, you know. I think that oh, there yeah. will be a ton of that, you know. I think so from that aspect, That's a good I think point. You know, you'll see a lot of, you know, really good Notre Dame vibes, you know, because of Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman is going to be everybody's like media darling after that. I mean, he kind of already is to a to a degree. Mm -hmm. Right. But if he get if he wins a national championship, are you kidding me? Like they'll have a documentary just on him posing for the statue. Like it, it, it would be out of this world. The Marcus Freeman media storm that would happen and deservedly so deservedly so he, he would deserve it at that point because he did what many many people brian kelly included thought couldn't be done correct amundo from nd cheat sheet this is an interesting one which would you choose notre dame only wins one championship and all your other favorite teams never win one again or your other teams win multiple championships, but Notre Dame never wins one again. Man, that's easy that's for me. That that's an easy one. It would be Notre Dame wins a championship. Um, yes, there's been one in my lifetime, but there's only been one in my lifetime, and I don't remember it. Okay, so I want Notre Dame to win a national championship for many reasons. Number one, I'm a huge fan, and it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. Number two, I would be able to see it happen live and in person because of my job. And number three, I would make more money as well. Like <laughs> I made that number three, and it's number three. Okay. So, but- so you have you have a you have a contract <laughs> stipulation that that you make more money if Notre Dame no. wins at all. Is that no, I'm saying we would become more more popular? Like Irish Breakdown would be would be bigger and better, and consequently, you and I would make more money. You know, when I first saw this, I went, there's no way that I can answer this. But, the, you know, when I sit back and think about it, one, I've been fortunate to experience, you know, even though it's been a long time, a Notre Dame national championship in my lifetime, uh, Dallas Cowboys, sure. multiple national champ, or, you know, not national championships, but Super Bowls in my lifetime, Kansas City Royals, multiple World Series, yeah, you know, Red true. Sox, Cubs, teams that I all favor as well. You know, so they've all won multiple championships already in my lifetime. Now I'd be sticking Jesse with the Dallas Cowboys. Never get to like, we probably need to ask him this question on Friday actually, but you're absolutely right. I think I've got to take the Notre Dame as the answer because again, all the other teams that I pulled for, you know, like with the exception of the Cubs have won multiple championships in my lifetime. That's true. But so, you know what? As a Cubs fan, that one I'm, was and, so and sweet. For the reason, and for the reason you said, like, I wanted this job, you know, because I was such a Notre Dame fan. And sure. it's like it, 30 going on 35 years now since they've actually won their last championship. I've got to go for Notre Dame. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I, I, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. I can like, I can taste it. And my other teams, I mean, if we're going to go down that road, right? The Cubs, they won theirs in 2016. I feel like I can live off that one for the rest of my life. I know that's crazy, and I've got a lot of life left to live. But, man, like, I just – I sucked every ounce of awesomeness out of that season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it felt so good. So that was great. And 
you know, if the Bears win the world, if the Bears win the Super Bowl, that'd be great. I just, I'm not as diehard of an NFL fan as I am a Notre Dame fan. You know what I mean? Right. I would be cheering like crazy for for the for the Bears, but eh, I could I could do without it. It's okay, you know. Cubs and Notre Dame, those are my diehards, and so Notre Dame needs to get one for me. I'd be interested. Do you think we would even see a like a a, a parade if Notre Dame wins at all? You know, like all these Ooh. places, you know, like have parades and stuff like, like that in January. Because, right. It it'd be January, but still, it's you know, like <clears throat> you could do Super it Bowl for winners sure. in February have parades. Is that a college right? thing? Do they do that? It'd be cool. I say I know, it's cool. I know when Kansas won the basketball championship two years ago, they did a parade in downtown okay. Lawrence. So okay. I don't know that every place does, but I think a lot of places do parades. I Look, this is a college town, right? I think we can all agree on that. I yeah. think that that would be well-received. I really do. And I think it would also be a destination situation for a lot of people. They would drive in to be a part of that. Salty wants to know, Vince... Do you have the bell? Don't. I was no at bell. school today too, and I completely forgot about it. I actually thought about going on to Amazon and ordering my own bell. No, it's like we both need one since we're not in the same place. I know. <laughs> I need to remember it tomorrow. I need to remember it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.